Hello and welcome to the Limbic Podcast, where we take you behind the headlines for a deeper understanding of the specialist news, perspectives and people in Australian medicine. I'm your host, journalist Sonali Silva. This January saw the rollout of the Medical Board of Australia's updated CPD requirements. Moving away from a points-based system, all registered doctors are now required to complete 50 hours of CPD annually. This includes preparing a professional development plan and at least 25 hours spent on activities related to reviewing performance and measuring outcomes. Meanwhile, independently self-managing CPD will no longer be an option, with medical practitioners required to have a CPD home from 2024 that will manage compliance. Architects of the new program say the focus of the changes is on regular performance feedback, collaboration with peers, self-reflection and reviewing patient outcomes. But while doctors agree that this already forms part of daily practice, concerns have been raised that the administrative requirements associated with the new scheme could overburden already time-poor clinicians. Now four months into the program, Chair of the Medical Board of Australia, Dr Anne Tonkin, speaks to the Limbic about the changes why they were introduced, how the 50 hours are broken down, what the professional development plan looks like, and her thoughts on how the program will impact clinicians. Dr Tonkin, thank you for joining us today. We're talking about the changes to the CPD requirements for doctors, which launched this year and come into full effect in 2024. Under the new scheme, specialists are required to complete a minimum of 50 hours of professional development from three mandatory categories. Category one comprises a minimum of 12 and a half hours of educational activities, and these would be considered traditional CME, is that right? That's correct, yes. Going to lectures, grand rounds, reading journals, those kinds of things. Okay. Now, then there is a minimum of 25 hours combined from category two, reviewing performance, and category three, measuring outcomes. Um, Now, Dr. Tonkin, while specialists would accept the need to keep up to date with developments in their practice area and reflect and review on their own practice, and indeed are already doing this, the two new categories um, are thought to mark a significant change. It makes up at least half of the hours required under the new framework and comes with not insignificant time spent on associated admin recording them. Can you tell us more about what's behind this requirement and the evidence uh, that supports it? Sure. And can I just say that it's not just specialists who will need to do this. It's it's all registered medical practitioners will need to, to do this kind of CPD. For specialists, that's already starting this year, as you mentioned. And for uh, people who are not associated with the college, um, that will start next year. So getting on to the three different kinds of uh, CPD, What we are are doing through um, making these changes is ensuring that the time that people spend doing their CPD is time well spent, that they get good value for the time. And what we have realised over the last few years is that the people who are doing CPD through colleges are starting to do higher quality CPD than some of the people doing CPD on their own without any support. So... When you do it on your own, it it can turn out to be a little bit random that you go to the lectures that happen to be on, that you you take the opportunities that uh, present themselves to you, but it's not purposeful CPD. Now, what we're looking for in making these changes is that people work out in advance what they need to do, so they make a plan, what they need to do to fill any gaps in their knowledge or skills um, relevant to their scope of practice, And then they go about doing things that will fill those gaps. Now, some of those will be educational activities, but some of them are also um, valuable activities that involve reviewing their own performance, 
or measuring outcomes from their own practice. And we're asking people to do about half of their CPD in those activities spread out in the way that suits their practice best across those two. And I understand there's a requirement to spend a minimum of five hours from each of the two categories with the remaining 15 hours able to be broken up across the two categories as each individual sees fit. That's exactly right. Okay. And can you take us through some examples of what would be involved in reviewing performance? Well, one of the things that is... um, you know, on its own, uh, reviewing performance is forming your professional development plan. So that will uh, account for for some of that time. Um, It's about self-evaluation and reflection. It's about uh, thinking about what your practice looks like now and how that relates to how it's been in the past, how it might be changing, um, and looking to how you might fill any gaps that are there. You can do things like multi-source feedback from the people who are watching you practice, people around you at work. Uh, You can do things like uh, having somebody directly observe your practice if you want to, patient experience surveys, all of those kinds of things, even involvement with auditing, with um, mortality, morbidity meetings, with medico-legal work sometimes, writing reports. Um, all sorts of things that people probably are in many cases doing now but don't think of them necessarily as part of their CPD. And we want to be able to count those things because we think they are valuable activities in having people concentrate on looking at their own practice with a critical eye and seeing what needs to be done to improve it. Uh, and Dr. Tonkin, what about measuring performance? How are doctors expected to quantify and demonstrate the impact they're having in their practice or on individuals? Well, again, it's it's actually reviewing performance and measuring outcomes. And I know that those two get muddled a little bit, but um, there are a lot of activities that would count towards both or either of those. So again, auditing, root cause analysis of critical incidents, um, anything that is a quality improvement type project that people might be getting involved with. Uh, And again, you know, putting people reporting their results to um, um, registers of of, uh, outcomes any of those things that a lot of people already do as part of their routine practice, they will all be able to be counted. And the reason for having a CPD home and for specialists that is generally speaking their college is that the colleges are all very aware of that um, and they will be able to support people in collecting up what they've done and knowing what that, that what they can count and, and um, putting it all towards their title of 50 hours. So, uh, yeah, the new CPD system requires that doctors belong to a CPD home. Um, that's not mandated until 2024. But what currently are the options for specialists wanting to sign up to a CPD home? And are you able to tell us what kind of costs are involved? The uh, people who are associated with the college, so the, the specialists, Uh, you're talking about are already doing CPD that meets the new standard if they're doing it with their college. Mm -hmm. Um, And the cost of that is rolled into the cost that you pay every year to your college as as your fee to maintain your your, um, membership or fellowship of the college. I belong to the College of Physicians. I've been doing my CPD through that college for decades. And over the last few years, I've been observing how 
that college has been changing its processes, as all the others have as well, to make the CPD more valuable, to be, make it very easy for me to, to write a plan about what I need to do for the following year and make it very easy for me to record what I've been doing. And it doesn't really doesn't take very long to do that. And I know all the colleges are moving in that direction and, and all of them are now accredited as CPD homes. Mm -hmm. So the new homes that are going to be needed for people who don't have access to a college um, are being accredited by the Australian Medical Council as we speak. Um, and they have to meet the same um, standards of, of uh, performance and practice as the colleges do when it comes to CPD. So it, it's obviously quite a high bar. Um, and people are working towards meeting that um, that standard as, you know, at, all through this year um, with the, the goal that there will be some options for doctors who are not associated with a college by the time we get to the beginning of next year when everyone will need to have a CPD home. It's quite possible, and I don't know this for sure, but it's quite possible that some of the colleges may offer CPD programs to doctors who are not associated with the college but who work in a similar area a similar mm -hmm. scope of practice as the, the the college deals with so that would be also be a good outcome I think because the colleges are really experts at providing CPD. And Dr Tonkin for specialists who hold fellowships with multiple colleges what happens in that instance? Those, those cases will need to be considered by the CPD home on a case-by-case basis and if someone holds um, uh, fellowships with two different colleges for example that currently um, uh, is, is the case now and there will be some who do a lot of the CPD that they do for one college will also be able to be counted by the other so we're not anticipating that anyone would need to do 50 hours for each college or each CPD home that there will be a lot of overlap, particularly in, in the area of uh, measuring outcomes and reviewing performance. So they may need to do a little bit more than the 50-hour minimum to cover both scopes of practice, but uh, there should also be a, a large amount of overlap, and that will be up to the practitioner in, con in conjunction with their CPD primary CPD home to determine that. And Dr Tonton, where is the specialty medical college has higher order CPT requirements. Um, will documentation of the, that completion be counted towards the 50 minimum hours? Yeah, so all, all the colleges, because they are the guardians of the standards for their specialty, um, they have all uh, told us and, and submitted a list of uh, higher order requirements for their specialists. The the use that we are making of those requirements mm -hmm. is to make sure that any specialist who chooses to do their CPD outside of their college will still need to meet those requirements. So it's it's rolled up within the 50 hours. It's not additional. It's part of the 50 hours. And if somebody for some reason right. decided, say I decided I didn't want to do CPD with my college anymore, not that that's at all likely because the college is very supportive and makes it very simple to do. Um, but if I decided I didn't want to, then I would still need to meet any higher order requirements that my college had said that my specialty needs to do. Sure, thank you for clearing that up. 
Now, another major change, we, we touched on it um, briefly earlier, is the introduction of the Professional Development Plan, the PDP. And under this system, the new CPD system, there's a requirement that specialists develop the plan for what they want to learn in the coming year and then reflect on whether they manage to achieve what they set out to do. Can you tell us what this involves? What should be in the plan and how detailed does it need to be? It doesn't need to be very detailed at all. We've been doing it in my college, we've been doing it for a number of years now, and what you do each year is sit down and make a list, and the colleges generally are making this very easy. It's all done online, and you make a list of the areas that you think you need to um, brush up on, any gaps that you might have identified. You know, In doing that, by necessity, you've had to reflect, so that's useful in itself. Um, you write your list you go ahead and plan your CPD and do it. And at the end of the year, you look back and you think, well, I did do that bit. I didn't get to that bit. So I'll roll that over into next year's plan. That bit I can tick off and, you know, come up with something different for next year's plan. It's between the practitioner and their CPD home. If they're specialists, it will be their college um, in almost every case. And it's not something that the board needs to see or that we need to tick off on or that we need to hold people to. And if it turns out to be impossible to cover all the things that you thought you needed to do, then rolling it over into the next year is also fine. Now, while the board has said that many of these activities are already being carried out by uh, doctors in their day-to-day -day work, concerns have been raised that the responsibility of ensuring that all the CPD prerequisites are met and documented will add a significant bureaucratic burden to already overstretched staff. What do you think about this? Will this um, add to already overburned workloads and um, have the potential perhaps to take time away from patients? I don't think so. The, the 50 hours that's required is not new that's been a requirement for a long time now and everybody who renews their registration each year ticks a box to say that they've done uh, the CPD required by their college or they've done 50 hours of CPD. Um, so that's not a new amount of time. The bureaucratic aspects of keeping track of it will be done by the CPD home. So I don't have to keep track of what I've done. I enter what I've done into my online CPD portal from, that my college provides for me, and that is added up uh, by the CPD home for me. So it's not going to be as big a burden, I don't think, as people are concerned that it might be. And I would say most specialists who are doing CPD through their their college at the moment are already meeting the standard or coming very close to it without even really realising that things have changed very much. And Dr Tonkin, can I just ask too what happens in the case of non-compliance or individuals not meeting the full 50-hour requirement in this period of transition from the old program to the new? Well, for, for doctors who are associated with the college, the college keeps track of their CPD for them and they'll send out reminders um, the, the actual detail of all of that will be up to each individual college. For doctors who don't have um, a CPD home yet, there's no requirement to meet the new uh, standard this year, and that only starts to apply next year, and then it will be up to their CPD home to help them make sure that they're meeting the requirements. In the case of part-time doctors, is the full 50 hours still a requirement, and will it be broken down in the same way? It's a really um, good question, but I think if you if you look at it from the point of view of whether it's okay to be only partly up to date, 
if you work part time? The answer is obviously no. You need to be fully up to date and you need to maintain your knowledge and skills at a high level, whether you're working part time or not. So for part time workers, part time practitioners, uh, the requirements will be the same. Um, just on a different tact, I wondered if you were able to share with us some of the feedback from the various colleges about how they are handling the integration of the new program uh, and their ability to monitor and track CPD. The feedback has generally been to me, I go to the Council of um, Presidents of Medical Colleges meetings regularly. The feedback to me both formally and informally has been that they are finding it easier to implement than they expected to. And I think that's what individual practitioners will find as well. Thanks, Dr Tonkin. Uh, now, the new program also has a focus on cultural safety and issues of health equity, and the board has said it strongly encourages doctors to incorporate this into their CPD. It's an important inclusion. Can you tell us more about it? Yes, we're very committed to cultural safety, to the elimination of racism from healthcare, uh, and for doctors to be really aware of what they need to do to make healthcare culturally safe for everybody, but particularly for our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander population. So one of the criteria that the AMC is looking at when they accredit CPD homes is what their processes are for assisting practitioners to make sure that they do cover off on that area. And it's a really important area for improving the health of our whole population. And it's something that we feel very strongly about. And it is really so encouraging to see that the work being done in this space is being formally recognised in this way. Dr Tonkin, thank you so much for your time today. I wonder if you have any final words for specialists as they begin to engage with the new program. I think for specialists, my, my take-home message really is that you will probably notice very little difference. You will notice the need to write a plan, but you'll find that really easy. And you'll notice the need to reflect on the plan at the end of the year. But again, that's really pretty straightforward. It doesn't have to be in great detail. And the colleges are very experienced at providing CPD. They've grasped the new um, uh, requirements with great enthusiasm and great uh, expertise. And the college will help you. That's for specialists. For those who are not specialists, um, then the, the need to find a CPD home will start to uh, come up towards the end of this year. By that time, we hope there will be several for them to choose from. Um, and again, I think the people who will notice the biggest difference are the ones who are currently doing undirected, if you like, do-it-yourself type CPD. But I think what they'll notice primarily is that they will be doing much higher quality CPD with a bit of help and support from a CPD home. Dr Anne Tonkin there. And if you have any feedback or comments about your own experience with the new CPD program or would like to share your thoughts about the stories you'd like to hear covered, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at editor at Thanks so much for listening and I hope you'll join me on the next podcast.